Hi, I'm Reagan, and thanks for listening to my dad's podcast, Lasting Learning. Hey, this is Dave Schmidow, and welcome to Lasting Learning. In this podcast, we hear stories of success and stories of overcoming. We focus on what matters most. We celebrate, we learn, and we grow. Welcome to Lasting Learning. I hope you enjoy the ride and share your lessons with others. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Lasting Learning Podcast. So glad you decided to tune in this week because we have another spectacular guest. In just a second, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Um, For those of you that are listening, the voice is going to be one that is very, very familiar because I know that everybody that listens to to this podcast listens to his as well because to be honest, I'm, I'm just following in his shadows, man. He is, he is killing it. He's living life and doing it right. Um, today, I got a guy here who is freezing his butt off over in Connecticut, just like I am up here in Michigan. For those of you that are watching, you can see the stacked wood behind him. He is hunkered down and ready for winter. So today, we've got Dan joining us. Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Dave. And uh, listen, man, I, I, I guess, uh, first of all, thank you for plugging the, uh, the podcast a little bit. But I have to say, I've been listening here and there to yours, and uh, you're doing some big things. You know, you got the second book out, and, and you, I feel like you've done more in the last few months than most people do in a few years podcasting. You're, you're really up and coming. So I appreciate <laughs> you having me. And you know, uh, you were gracious enough to come onto my show recently. I appreciate that. So thanks, man. Thanks for everything. Absolutely. And it, it's that, that truly means a lot. And I'll tell you, physically, I feel like I'm doing a lot right now too. <laughs> I bet I do too, man. I, I can, I can attest. I certainly can. So, so introduce yourself. There might be a couple people out there that are tuning in for the first time. Who are you? What are you about? What is this podcast that we keep talking about? And just what, what's going on in your world? Yeah, well, uh, hey, everybody. I am Dan Krynas from the great state of Connecticut. Little state, but uh, big heart. I don't know. Um, <laughs> is, that anyway, really cool? is that the slogan? <laughs> no, I just made that up. I totally just put, you know, on the spot. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, let's see, I've been in for education for about 14 years now. I've kind of bounced around between the states of New York and Connecticut. Um, and, uh, I guess my big thing really is, is leadership and instructional leadership. And I have a show, a podcast that's a lot about that. It's called leader of learning. We've been doing it for a couple of years now. We're about to drop, uh, episode 56 of the show soon. And, uh, it's been doing real well. A lot of, a uh, lot of traction, a lot of great feedback, a lot of amazing guests like Dr. Dave and, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm just really enjoying it. And, and really the big thing about the Leader of Learning podcast is that, um, and, I, and I say this, well, actually, you know, I'm going to save that to the end because I have like this, this saying that I always say. Oh. It's, like, it's like my slogan. Uh, but he's I'm gonna, been I'm studying. Gonna, he's got the mic drop moment waiting in queue. Well, I love you, it. Yeah, you, you told <laughs> me about it and I was like, I, that's, that's my go-to. So I'm going to save that. But basically the theme of the Leader of Learning podcast is that everyone can be a leader and it doesn't matter what role you're, you have or what title you have. If you're in education, anywhere from you know, a classroom teacher on up to a district superintendent or a consultant or anyone in the field of education can be and, and should be looked at as a leader. So 
Uh, I bring on guests and we talk about things that are kind of all over the place, really. But, uh, you know, just people who are, who are leading every single day in what they do, whether it's in the trenches, in the classroom, or uh, like you at a district level, or even people who are um, just leaders in their own right. So I've had a lot of fun with it. And, you know, I don't know about you. I tell people all the time, I'm my number one fan. And, uh, <laughs> and that sounds kind of silly to say, and, and I might sound like selfish or something, or like I have a big head. But, um, you know, I put the podcast out there because... Uh, not only do I want to feel really proud about it, but I want to learn a lot from it myself. You know, that, that's a lot of why I do it. Of course, I know I have people out there counting on me to deliver that content now every other week, but um, I kind of do the show first and foremost for me. And um, I've gotten some amazing experiences from doing it and I've gotten to speak to amazing guests and I'm just loving it. I really am. And you're doing it well. And I think one of the reasons you do it so well is you don't, you don't, produce a show like a radio personality would put on a show you you produce a show that you would want to hear to tell you the lessons that you need to hear and i i love the fact that you're going on i think you said episode 56 yeah you know this started back in 2017 i think something like that and that's right along the time that your journey in, in leadership was really starting to evolve and take off so it was almost like you were trying to give yourself a tutorial and a pep talk every other week talking to those mentors out out there in the field can you talk to yeah. people about your own professional journey a little bit yeah sure i mean uh i would say that you know I, honestly i hadn't really thought of it that way but 2017 was a pretty big year for me um you know i had been kind of studying and thinking of myself as a leader uh, and and really kind of becoming a student of of leadership uh before that um, you know, I got my educational leadership master's degree back in 2012 and um, dabbling in teacher leader roles uh, like instructional coach and literacy coach. Um, but you're right, 2017 was, um, I don't know, like a coming out party a little right. bit. Like uh, in, let's see, June of that year, not only was I able to attend my first ISTE conference and um, really kind of one of the first opportunities to like network face to face and, and, and be this well-connected educator as I was starting to be. But um, actually I think I was at the ISTE conference when this happened too. I was named as an ASCD emerging leader mm -hmm. in 2017 as well. And um, that was a pretty big moment for me. And, you know, of course I maintain the fact that like no one really gets into education to win awards because how many awards really exist for, uh, educators anyway, but um, that was really nice to, to receive that recognition. Um, I, I respect ASCD and, and the mission of that organization very much and, you know, getting to represent them and uphold that mission as not only a, a member, but one of their, you know, relatively small group of people that they choose every year to represent them as emerging leaders was, uh, it was pretty special. So yeah, it was, that was a good year. And then, and then the podcast actually, yeah, right. Around, it was all around the same time. It's crazy. Uh, like right before ISTE, I dropped what, what really was known as, or is known as in the podcast world as like episode zero, you know, like a pilot episode. Um, I said, let me try this podcasting thing. And, and it's funny cause you mentioned, um, how I, I really do try and sound natural and have this, this organic nature and flow to, the uh, episodes that I put out, but I did actually study broadcast journalism as my undergraduate major. And so um, I said, you know, I want to create content. I want to have a bigger impact 
uh, you know, beyond the four walls of my classroom, of my school, and, and maybe even of my district. And, and I think this is a great way to do it. So the podcast was started around that same time. And then I started dropping legit episodes uh, later that fall when the school year started. And then it's just been smooth sailing ever since then, right? Like it just keeps getting better and better and better. Yeah, I mean, I'm listen. I'm a lifelong learner. Uh, now I'm back getting my doctorate degree, and I know you can sympathize. Uh, but I'm almost, I'm almost done. Uh, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully, just another couple months, and I'll be defending. Um, but yeah, I, I love. I definitely love learning. As cliche as that might sound, um, you know, I, I push myself in a lot of different ways, and. I like to, of course, inspire, uh, you know, I'm in, a, in an instructional coaching role right now where I'm trying to push people, my colleagues, you know, that I work with every day to keep learning and keep growing and, and keep improving their craft as well. So uh, I'm just really big on that. And uh, I think my podcast, you know, when you listen to it, I think you can get that out of it. Um, I, I think it's evident that that's really what I'm all about. So um, that's just another way to to really keep pushing the envelope by trying to inspire people from all walks of education. No, for sure, man. And I'll tell you, you, you inspire me. I'll tell you. Um, so I go, I go work out in the morning before work and uh, it's going to sound creepy, but I got you, you in my ear every morning, man. <laughs> um, nice. Cause I didn't jump onto the podcast um, back in 2017 when you first got out there. So I think I'm up to episode, I can go look right now, like, 40 something. So I've, I've got a few more weeks to, to catch up here, but I love just being able to, to listen to you having a conversation with these real people, these people that I look up to and, and admire. And that's what it is. It's just these authentic, real conversations about stuff that applies to me and applies to everybody in, in their day-to-day life, whether they're in education or not. It's just basic principles for success and, and living. So yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate you listening and I appreciate you saying that. As a matter of fact, I got a really great uh, piece of feedback and and compliment. I took it as a compliment the other day on Twitter. Someone had uh, you know shouted out me and and the podcast and said uh, that basically, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically uh, they don't necessarily like not every episode is really tailored for them and their role in education, but that even though the message or the topic that we're discussing on every single episode may not appeal to them directly they know some like it's very likely that they know someone else who it will resonate with and so they keep listening and they just know for sure that they're going to be able to recommend that episode or talk about that the topic of that episode with a colleague or with someone that they know in education and that really means a lot because um you know, again, I'm proud of what I put out and, and I kind of do it for me first, but to know that people are listening and, and that even when it doesn't speak to them directly, they can still actually get something out of it or help inspire someone else that they know can get something out of it. So that, that was really cool to hear. And, uh, you know, it, it's feedback like that that definitely uh, drives me to, to keep doing what I'm doing. And, you know, I think if you asked me a few years ago if I would be one of these content creators uh, and doing this podcast thing, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I probably would have said to myself, yeah, I mean, I've, I was on the radio in college. So, you know, maybe that makes a little bit of sense. But I don't know. I just, I'm not sure I saw myself going down that path, but it's been really fun and I'm enjoying the ride. That's awesome, man. And I think you, you are a testament to uh, when you follow your passion, good things happen. You, know, you talk about the fact that you're, you're doing this for yourself first, but I would say that's really what every artist does. 
when an artist is creating something, they're looking at it through their own lens and saying, is this something I'm proud of? And the best artists are, are ones that do things for themselves, not for the popular, for, not for the masses. And then the masses eventually come around. I think that's, that's why it's working for you, man. You, you have this passion where you were in the classroom doing your thing, instructional coaching, doing your thing, but you, you knew you still had this thing that was driving you inside that it was that initial, um, when you jumped into adulthood, you said, this is what I want to be. I want to go into broadcast journalism. I got to do something with it. And you found a way to make that happen as opposed to just sitting on that dream. So that's awesome. How, how did you decide to go into teaching? Let's get off the broadcast journalism thing because I mean, we know what you're doing there. How'd you end up in classrooms? So, um, I actually always knew that I wanted to teach and, um, it's funny you talk about my podcast almost being like a, an art form. I was a musician growing up. Uh, ever since I was 10 years old, I mastered the trumpet and um, was, was recruited and, and auditioned at some different colleges to be a music education major. Wow. Uh, so when I first got to the University of Connecticut as a freshman, I had a partial scholarship for music and I was majoring in music ed and, and in the marching band and in the pep band. And, uh, so UConn's got a big sports program, which was great for being in the band, but it was also great for getting into radio. And I guess when I got into, as a student, um, broadcasting, you know, major sports, I mean, I was at college, we're not talking about professionals, but it, it's darn near as close hey. as you can get to being a professional broadcaster as a college student. And also, I don't know if you know, uh, ESPN is in Connecticut, Bristol, Connecticut. And so, you know, UConn's got a major sports program and we also have ESPN like down the road from us. So I was like schmoozing it up with some of the actual legitimate professional broadcasters and stuff. And so I guess at that point I said, you know, I think I might be able to do something with this. And um, I wasn't loving the music education scene. Um, to be honest, my grades were definitely not strong enough for me to even get into the school of education anyway. So I said, I think I got to switch my major. <laughs> and, uh, and I did. Uh, first, I actually looked into communications, but I settled on journalism. You know why? Because all you had to do was walk into some office in some building on the campus and say, I want to be a journalism major. And the next day I was a journalism major. So it was just that easy. And, um, and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I did an internship where I was uh, calling some minor league baseball games and, uh, and, and out of college for a little while. I was a, a producer at ABC Sports Radio. So I was starting to climb the ranks a little bit. But I guess when I sat back and, and thought about it, I thought, it's just not a career move. It was fun, but not what I saw myself doing for the rest of my life. Uh, my wife and I have been together since high school, not married, but um, we started dating in high school and we got married pretty quickly after college. And I was like, I, I can't keep doing this and I'll work in nights and weekends and holidays and weird hours. I, I really want to get back into teaching. Mm -hmm. So that was like my really long winded answer. But um, I want, I always wanted to teach, but I got away from it. What was great about um, actually having majored in journalism was I was able to easily parlay that into an English teaching certification. And, and even though I had to go back and get my master's and, well, really, I haven't stopped going to school at all right. at this yeah, point. Yeah. Um, I, I got my certification pretty easily because of all the, the writing classes that I had to take in the journalism program. 
you, you know, they say the best teachers are those teachers that can draw relevance out of every every learning opportunity and can help the students make connections. And I'm making so many connections to your story. Uh, this isn't about me, but true story. I went to college to go into broadcast journalism. My freshman year, I ended up failing out of, it was BCA 210. Basically, I had to watch black and white movies Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 8 a.m. Every Friday morning class, I slept through the black and white movie. Couldn't <laughs> hang. Failed out of BCA 210 and had to switch uh, majors and ended up in education. And here we go. So, <laughs> so you know, I've spoken to a lot of authors on this podcast so far who talk about the development of the, the art of writing and how they use their day-to-day -day life in, in their uh, in their books. You do the same thing with your your content on, on your podcast. A lot of the the authors who talk about talk about the the um, trials and tribulations of publishing and going out there and keeping the momentum momentum going with their books and um, keeping them in the limelight. Talk to me about podcasting for those people that are listening and might be thinking, yeah, just, you just plug a microphone into a computer and talk. I mean, yeah, that, that is part of it, but you also are trying to get listeners and get people to stay tuned in. And um, what is your goal with your podcast? Who are you trying to target and how do you know if it's working? Yeah, you know, um, I have a good uh, a good podcasting buddy of mine, and actually we work in the same district at this point. Uh, Jeff Bradbury does the TeacherCast uh, podcast and, and has the TeacherCast brand, and, and he asks a lot of the times when he's talking about podcasting, like, who is your avatar? In other words, like, if you could sort of isolate down to exactly who it is that you're targeting, um, you know, describe them. Who would it be? And And I guess I think of, like, um, you're sort of, uh, not, not mid-career, but like, you know, a few years into teaching toward mid-career, let's say someone's been teaching between five and 15 years and, um, they're starting to be that, that up and coming leader and, and they may not be an administrator yet. I don't know. I guess that's who I, I target. And, um, I suppose I could be describing myself again. Right, there I'm, you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm my, I'm my biggest fan, man. Um, <laughs> You know, like I said, I'm in year 14, so uh, I guess that's me in some ways, although I did dabble in the administrative ranks a little bit last year. Um, but I guess, again, just just appealing to those educators who who need to know that what they're doing really matters and to know that, um, you know, whether you love educational technology or you love social emotional learning or you have a passion for uh helping with you know teachers understand what it truly means to manage their classroom or differentiate their instruction no matter what it is someone is is leading in that in that field and um that's why that's who i go for you know when i when i look for guests uh sometimes i'll throw in some solo episodes they're kind of few and far between but you know like you said i do like to to share my story a little bit with uh my listeners and and i think that there is some relevance to my story and some things that that i personally uh believe that i can bring to the table and so i'll throw those those episodes in sometimes as well but i think at the end of the day for me it's about telling that story that says look uh you're in it and and you're doing it and and although there are uh you know it's like a roller coaster ride there are peaks and valleys like you you're doing it and you are leading and you're leading students or you're leading teachers or whoever you're leading um but just to know that what you're doing really matters and that um you know that i, I guess that at the end of the day uh 
it, it doesn't, it, it really, no matter what you teach or what your, uh, what your specialty is, it's all the same. So let me ask you, you know, you talk about the, the day job and the podcasting, working on your doctorate, you've got kids, you got it all. Where have you learned the most in the last 14 years? Is it going through um, getting your master's, getting your doctorate or doing, a pod, or doing the podcast and talking to all of your guests? Man, um, the most, you know, I think, well, let me take you back uh, to, I guess it was like 2016, 2015 into 16. Um, my school, my principal at the time created the instructional coach position at my school. And um, when, I don't even know if they interviewed anyone else but me, but what they told me when I interviewed was we, we did really create this job for you and we were hoping that you'd interview for it and I got it. Um, and it, it didn't take me long to start to feel this itch and, and try and fulfill this itch to, to coach other teachers and, and inspire other teachers. But once I started doing it at my own school, I, I started getting an itch for, for trying to transfer that outside of the school too. Yeah. And, and so to answer your question, I honestly think that if I had to point to anything over the 14 years that ha that has uh, inspired my growth and my personal and professional learning, it's been connecting as an educator. Yes. Um, and, and I think I could point to two overarching social media that have meant the world to me in that respect. And that's Twitter and probably even more so Voxer. Hmm. Um, I think, you know, I've been on Twitter, I think since like 2009, but I didn't use it that much until right around that time, 2016. Um, and, and honestly, the reason I did too was also, I was one instructional coach and I was in a relatively small school, but for all content areas. And I was definitely having some, I don't know what you call it, some trepidations yeah. about trying to coach teachers in subject areas that I was not familiar with. You know, I'm certified to teach English and actually music as well. I went back for my music certification. That's you asked me before about like, yeah, well, how did yeah, I get, yeah. you know, how did I choose teaching? How did I get into teaching? So I, I told you I dropped music, but after I started teaching, I was so hell bent on going back and finishing that I took extra credits and I got certified. So I'm certified in English and music and administration. Um, I've never taught music in the classroom, but I was like, well, those are my subjects. I don't know that I'm going to be super well qualified to support someone in math or science yeah, yeah. or like world language or gym, you know, like a phys ed class, like what am I supposed to do? So uh, I wasn't sure what was going to be thrown my way and, and connecting on Twitter. And like I said, especially Voxer just really, um, it, it inspired me so much just getting to interact with people across the country and across the world who I could learn from and learn with and, and just really gave me such different perspectives on, on so many aspects of instruction and education that uh, I, I didn't know about before. And yeah. it just really opened up my mind and opened up my world. And uh, I think that absolutely the learning that I've gotten uh, from a professional learning network and, and connecting, you know, over the last few years has definitely, I mean, I don't, I can safely say without a doubt, I would not be podcasting. I would not have gone back to school for my doctorate. You know, a lot of these things that I've been able to have been fortunate enough to, to be able to do uh, over the last couple of years 
it, it, it has absolutely 100% come from the inspiration that I get from my PLN. I, I hear you completely. So, I mean, when I was getting my doctorate, the best advice I got was from my dissertation chair. He said, complete a dissertation you can get done. And then once you have the title, go out and do something that has value. And that, that's kind of, I mean, and that's, that's the reality of it. I mean, you go do all this research and you jump through the hoops, but the real value comes in following your passion, not in necessarily meeting all the research criteria. And one of the things I, I've just recently done in my own district is started awarding professional development hours for simply listening to podcasts like this, because there are so many districts that do book studies. There are so many um, places that make their teachers read articles and they're passive and they want them to, to read these things in isolation. But I, I'm a firm believer, again, in that power of connectivity. There's something about, like you said, Boxer might have had a bigger impact on you than Twitter did. And I agree. Something about hearing somebody's voice makes you feel connected to them. When you, when you feel like you're having a conversation with somebody that you might not have ever met face-to-face, -face, you feel like you can reach out to them for help and support down the road. And, and that's the ultimate goal for all of us is to help people make connections. You just reminded me. So this morning, just today, we we do advisory in our school, and, and every Wednesday morning, we spend a half an hour with an advisory group. And even though I'm not a classroom teacher at this point, uh, I do have an advisory group, and uh, these. 12 impressionable sixth graders and I were meeting this morning and the, the topic of discussion uh, of the day was basically internet safety, uh, digital citizenship and, and being safe, especially with social media. And um, it was actually kind of awkward for me because some of the topics that came up, I was, we had like this script that we kind of needed to read from. And one of the topics that came up had to do with, um, you know, not like basically not friending people and following people on social media that you don't know. Huh. And so I felt like it, I was in a really a awkward <laughs> position because I'm like, I, I can't lie to them. I'm like, here I am with over 3000 Twitter followers and literally every single day connecting with right. people who I don't know and how powerful that is. And so essentially I played it off as I told them like, look, you're going to have to be the one to decide, are you going to use social media like I have for the, the power and the ability that it does have to bring people together and, and be able to actually use social networking to network? Or are you going to choose to use it the wrong way and fall down all sorts of the rabbit holes that, that people sometimes do? But um, it, was, it was funny, though, to kind of have to say to them, look, uh, this, this script that I'm reading from, like, it's kind of wrong because right. actually, you know what? I meet people on social media all the time. I know it's a little bit different, you know, talking to a sixth grader versus like a 14 year career educator, but, um, yeah, you know, just being able to connect is, is, uh, it's mind blowing sometimes how powerful those connections, those relationships can be, especially when, when you start meeting people in person, but, uh, but the learning, and, and the, the power of connecting is just, it's awesome. You know, I'll take that a step further. My first uh, interview that I had for, for this podcast was with a guy named Mike Lippa. And Mike Lippa works at Snapchat. And it was so powerful to me to hear his conversations talking about the power of connections and networking. And he, wasn't, he didn't talk about it through uh, digital media or social media. He, he wasn't talking about teaching kids the skills to, to navigate the internet. He said, what makes kids successful, what the skills that kids need today are the skills of networking, uh, learning how to have real relationships with each other, um, 
how to just make those connections and grow and look people in the eye and be honest and trustworthy. All, all of those, those quote unquote lasting skills um, are, are what matters most. And he said, one of the, the biggest disservices we've done to kids, um, and this is a guy from Snapchat, one of the biggest disservices we've done to kids today is tell them, uh, talk about digital citizenship as opposed to just citizenship, talking about online safety as opposed to just social safety and social norms. And he uses the example, I'm not sure if it was on the, the podcast or if it was off air, um, just talking about, you know, they were back in the 80s, people got in trouble all the time hanging out at bars and clubs because they didn't know how to socialize. They'd bump into all these strangers and then end up <laughs> doing all kinds of crazy things after the bar closed because they didn't know how to have those relationships with strangers and how to handle them and foster them correctly. And all that's happening now is kids are doing the same thing, but in the online environment. We just have to teach networking. We need to teach social responsibility to get people to grow. And I think that's kind of what you, what you do with your, with your podcast. You're almost that, that third party arbitrator that's helping make connections with people. Say, this is a safe place. This is somebody that we can all learn from. So follow me. I'll vet this person for you and I'll get the, the dirt for <laughs> and the truth for you. So I, I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, a couple of things, first of all, the, the, the piece that you mentioned about like how socialization and communication have kind of changed a little bit in the digital age, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I, I was just rehashing this story the other day with someone. I have a nine-year-old son uh, who is pretty into video games already. And one of the most awkward social interactions I have ever seen happened probably sometime last year when he set up a, or we set up a play date for him with a friend his friend came over, and, and this is a friend who he had been playing video games with online. And, I mean, it was a friend from school, but like, you know, they, they were playing video games with each other. My son at, at our house and his friend at his. So his friend came over for a play date, brought his Nintendo Switch, and then both kids were just in our house playing video games. And I'm like, that's why you invited your friend over? Like, he could have just stayed home and you guys could have played. But it's it was mind blowing in a sense because I just had never experienced that. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, but I do think that in some ways that, that may be the norm as, as strange as it seems to mm -hmm. us, that is a thing. And to see the two kids as again, awkward that they're in the same room in the same house, but they're on different devices and it was strange, but, um, but the way that they were interacting and actually, to be honest, like teaming together in the game, it was actually kind of special at the same time. So um, I agree that that communication and socialization needs to look a little bit differently. And actually, one of the other things I wanted to mention as far as connecting and uh, having a PLN is I was just actually contacted by um, a friend of mine who we've, we've stayed in touch over the years, but we started teaching together the first two years of our career. And then we haven't really seen each other since. Uh, and over the last year or two, I, I, I've seen her become more active on Twitter and, and she's a, a tech integration specialist at her school now. And um, they're leading a professional development session in her district this coming weekend on podcasting and, mm -hmm. and, um, and basically using podcasting also to, uh, to grow your PLN and, and as, you know, professional, uh, like personalized professional development. And she asked me to, to be a part of that. So I'm going to, you know, go, get on a Google hangout and uh, do a, a Q and a session and, and help out. And it, you know, I think, um, it speaks to, I guess, how far I've come as a podcaster and as a content creator too, but also it speaks to the power of connecting and that 
although we haven't worked together in like 12 years, uh, that, that she thought of me to, to help out with that. So I'm really looking forward to that opportunity too. And uh, again, it's just one of those things that I've been afforded the opportunity to be able to do now through connecting and through podcasting. That's awesome, man. So, so what's next for you? So you're, you're growing right now, man. And, and, every, and truly every week you're, you're, <laughs> you're growing with downloads. You got more people listening and um, you're becoming more and more popular. You're getting more Twitter followers at the same time. You're working on this doctorate and you're doing the instructional coaching thing. Where do you go? Yeah, it's a great question. I was actually just interviewed on another podcast the other day. I said, you know what? Uh, you're going to have to like wait, like, I don't know, two <laughs> months to ask me that question. Let All me right. finish my dissertation first. No, um, you know, you're right. And I, and I appreciate the kind words. I, it is growing. And um, I have a growing email subscription list and, and we're growing with downloads. We're about to hit a pretty big milestone with the download numbers soon. And, and I'm about to hit triple digits with my uh, newsletter subscribers. And, and so I think naturally, organically, what that's telling me is I have to keep pushing the envelope in terms of creating content. And uh, I think it will take another couple of months. I got to get this dissertation out of the way, but um, being perhaps even more, con not consistent, that's not the right word, but a little bit more, not aggressive. I'm looking for the right word here, Dave. Um, a little more regular, I guess, with okay putting out content. Um, what I'm trying, what I've actually implemented over the last couple of weeks is, uh, since my podcast episodes drop every other week, then in the weeks in between put out a, uh, a pretty powerful newsletter that has some, yeah. some decent content in it and, uh, some links to, you know, some, some articles that I find interesting or, or some, uh, resources that I think my listeners, my subscribers will, will get value out of. So, um, Again, I, I never really thought that I'd be one of those uh, one of those education content creator sharer people. I don't know what you want to call it, but um, yeah, I think I think that's probably what uh, what this experience is telling me. And you know, in terms of my doctoral studies, I'm really you know I'm really getting into the leadership thing uh, and and studying what kind of transformational leadership practices inspire a growth mindset in teachers. So you know, really like I try and do about every single day at work, um, looking for those specific leadership practices that help teachers want to grow and want to improve so that their students can be better at the end of the day. And uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm getting there, but uh, I got to push through that. All right. So fast forward two months, you complete the dissertation, you defend successfully. What will your stage name be? Is it going to be Dr. Dan, Dr. Krinas, Dr. K? Where's it going? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm definitely not changing up my, my Twitter or Instagram handles. Okay. Uh, I know I know you fairly, really, just when I had you on my podcast, I know you made a big thing out of like, I finally got my name as my <laughs> right. handle. I think I got to stick with that. But um, actually, I, I will say my, my grandfather, my paternal grandfather, um, came to this country and, and was extremely successful. He became a pharmacist. And uh, although he wasn't an actual medical doctor, he was pretty darn close to it. So uh, his customers and, and really, frankly, his family some, somewhat too, called him doc. And uh, I do think in a lot of ways, my, my family is looking forward to having a legitimate Dr. Krinas. And so uh, I'll try and have to play that up, you know, to some degree, but I don't know. We'll see. 
Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, congratulations to you. If I don't talk to you in the next couple of months, man, it's a, it's quite the accomplishment. So uh, celebrate it. Yeah. Make everybody call you doctor. Make everybody, your kids yeah. included, man. Everybody called you. I actually you. had an, I actually had an awkward experience with one of the uh, staff at the college uh, when I emailed her and I did not address her as doctor. She was like, oh. I, well, maybe not, maybe don't go to that extreme, but at least <laughs> yeah, make yeah, yeah. Doctor. I'm not going to be one of those <laughs> snobbish doctors, but <laughs> and, or be, be like me. I'm the doc. I know that my wife calls me the doctor who doesn't actually help anybody. So it's all good. So, all right, this is your moment now. Are we ready? We've built up for this for the last 25 minutes or so. You've got that moment that you were waiting for. Okay. To drop right. it. I'm ready. Um, so you told us your story. You've told us what's going on with you. You've told us where you're going. You've dropped a ton of wisdom on us as well. And throughout all of your podcasts, you've had the opportunity now to share nuggets of truth and wisdom about your own journey. But right now, you are on the second most popular podcast in the world because yours is number one. We're just going to throw that out there. Well, I'm speaking in faith. We'll get there eventually, but this is the second most popular. We've got 7 billion people listening and you got an opportunity here to drop some truth. So what do you have for them? Drop the mic and tell us what we all need to know. All right. So as I say, at the end of every leader of learning podcast episode, this is my mic drop moment. No matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning. If you listen to my show, any episode of my show from episode one all the way through 55, uh, every episode ends the same way. No matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning. And, and that's my mic drop moment because uh, I'm just really big on that, man. I, you know, again, I said it at the, at the start here, uh, classroom teacher, building administrator, district administrator, consultant, technology specialist. I really don't care who you are, what title you have, or what role you play. Heck, custodian, kitchen staff. I know I've heard you say that before. Anybody who touches lives in education is a leader. And, and, uh, and, and that's what I think I bring to the table as well as all the guests that I have on, in my show. So my mic drop moment right there, no matter who you are, or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning. That's so good. I'll just throw this out there. The most successful blog post I've ever written deals with that exact concept. And it's the concept of influence and pay being an inverted relationship in school. So you want to know where the real power and influence is? Take the pay scale and flip it upside down. It's the secretaries, the custodians, the kitchen staff. They're the ones with the connections. They're the ones that lead the way. And we're just there to follow. So School, sec school secretaries run their schools. True story. No doubt. No doubt about it. No doubt. They run the schools. And I, and I really haven't. Now, I have worked with, with school secretaries who have been um, less than easy <laughs> to work with, let's just say that, but they still run the show. I don't they care do. how they do it or what attitude they have while they're doing it. Not necessarily successfully they, or efficiently, but they are still in charge. You know, they, they don't get that whole relationship piece, I think, sometimes, but it doesn't matter because they get the job done. They run the school. That's the truth, man. That's the truth. Uh, well, Dan, I appreciate you being on here uh, today and- sharing so much truth and wisdom with uh, all of my listeners. When you guys are done listening to this, um, just stop what you're doing. Go over to Leader of Learning. Make sure you subscribe to that. Go back and start listening to the last 56 episodes if you haven't already. Some amazing guests on there. Again, I, I listen every single morning. Um, even if it's just for five or 10 minutes, I'm getting nuggets of truth every single day. There's something out there that you can grab onto. So join the, join the ride, keep learning, keep leading and, and keep growing. So Dan, again, thanks, man. I appreciate you. 
Thanks so much, Dave. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, love the, the shout out and, and love you listening and everybody can find me out there. Leader of learning, leaderoflearning.com and look me up and, uh, man, just thank you so much for uh, letting me come on here and, and share my stuff. Thank you so much. You got it, man. Did you enjoy this episode? I hope so. If you did, feel free to keep listening by subscribing right now to the Lasting Learning Podcast and get new episodes as soon as they're released. Interested in knowing more about me, Dave Schmidt? Well, feel free to find out what makes me tick by reading one of my books, Bold Humility, or It's Like Riding a Bike. Feel free to check them both out on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or directly on my website, schmidt.net. That's S-C-H-M-I-T-T-O-U dot net.